It's good to be back here in the church um, and uh, today we're exploring more of the fruits of the Spirit and we're looking at uh, that wonderful fruit uh, of love and uh, I thought it would be nice and easy so I've got my chocolate box of my red rose here um, and those archetypal symbols that we attach to love and uh, I think when uh, I take a um, a uh, wedding service and uh, uh, I say those wonderful words God is love and those who live in love live in God and God lives in them for me that's one of the highlights of the whole service and there's something very special about love and there's something very special about the way that love makes us uh, feel even those not uh, directly um, associated with love. Um, my niece Alice uh, this week announced that she was engaged and uh, that, only made, that didn't only make her um, overjoyed but th those um, waves of love um, spread amongst the family and we all shared in that joy. But I guess the love that Jesus is talking about and the love that we are looking at as one of the fruits of the Spirit um, is that sort of love, but I think it has to be something more. So uh, I've invited uh, Jacob to come and talk to us today. Jacob, whom I love as my son, uh, and, uh, and I want to um, get his uh, take on what he understands um, Christian love to be. This love that Jesus speaks so much about throughout his life and recorded in so many ways in the uh, Gospels. So uh, is that your understanding of Christian love, Jacob? Yeah, that's, that's one aspect of love uh, in the Christian faith, but I think the uh, more difficult form of love that um, often affects uh, people when they talk to me about their faith or when I talk to them about their faith is um, suffering, love and suffering and how a loving God can allow suffering in the world. Um, and I think that's a, that's a huge part of what Christian love is, uh, especially now when we're facing two of the kind of greatest plagues of our time, the plague of coronavirus and the plague of racism sparked most recently after the murder of George Floyd. Um, and I think that's a, that's a huge aspect of love that a lot of people, a lot of Christians struggle with. Um, yeah. So we heard in our second reading from uh, Maltman something about love and suffering and suffering and love somehow being intertwined. What's, what, what do you make of, of that? Yeah, well, um, Jürgen Maltman uh, spoke from his experiences in World War II. Uh, where he was a German soldier. He was fighting on the side of the Nazis uh, and uh, then got captured by the Americans and, and became a prisoner of war. And it was only then that he realized the horrors that uh, the German army had uh, wreaked upon the world. And uh, then, only then, did he kind of uh, become a Christian and start his theology which is a theology of God suffering with us and a God of love who suffers with us. 
uh, and that works really well with another theologian called Dietrich Bonhoeffer, who uh, was a pacifist because he believed that that's, that's what God's love meant for us to be in the world. He was a pacifist until, uh, he, until Hitler rose to power, and then Bonhoeffer was part of a, a plot to assassinate Hitler, um, which obviously failed, and then he became a, a prisoner of war on the German side and wrote his theology as a prisoner of war. Okay. Uh, and I think those, count, those, those points are a really good reference point for us at the moment, given the suffering we have in the world and the great evil we have in the world, the evil of racism. Okay, so um, uh, the history of um, the oppression of black people um, uh, has a lengthy tale, uh, uh, 400 plus years of um, um, oppression. Uh, how, 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 how can we uh, read something of this love of God into that situation? Yeah, it's incredibly difficult to, uh, to cope with the evil of slavery and of oppression and of the racism that still exists now. Um, one of the great ways, I think, is uh, there's a theologian called Gustavo Gutierrez who founded Liberation Theology, who says that following from Jesus' example, we must always, always uh, have a preferential option for the poor and the oppressed uh, at all times, and we must fight against the evil of oppression at all times. Okay, so when our uh, reading from Matthew, that great... Uh... Um, part of Jesus's great uh, Sermon on the Mount, uh, where he lays out um, what um, the world could be like. Uh, he says uh, to love those who persecute and hate you. How can uh, how can how can that sit well with uh, with the current? Situation? Are, are we are we uh, um, really expected to uh, to 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 love those who uh, treat uh, others so poorly? Yeah, I think there's a there's a distinction to be made between uh, love and support. I think the, the people. Uh, you know, the, the police officer who uh, kneeled on George Floyd's neck for eight minutes. And, and the um, police who shot, uh, the Israeli police who shot the um, um, autistic um, um, Palestinian man yeah. this, this month. Exactly. The, those are acts of evil and those acts that should never be supported. But those are people that still need to be loved. Um, there's, a, there's another wonderful theologian called Anders Nieglen, who uh, his theory of love was that when we love others, we act as a conduit for God's love. We act kind of as a tube or a funnel uh, to let God's love into the world uh, and hope that those people committing those evil acts receive that love in the same way that Jürgen Moltmann received the love uh, when he realised what atrocities he and his army had committed in World War II. 
Thanks, son. But I think it's time we listen to the voice of someone from within that community. So we're going to hear now from Cornell West, who was speaking on CNN this week about love from the viewpoint of those who have been oppressed. Funeral today, hearing the chance of we will breathe outside of the church. I'm wondering which, what was going through your mind and your heart. It was a heavy day, my brother. And uh, yet, I was buoyed up because I saw in the hearts and minds and souls, not just of the Floyd family, but of the church, of the music, of the preaching, a love, not one reference to hatred or revenge. It was all about love and justice. It's in the great tradition of the best of black people a people who have been hated chronically, systemically for 400 years, but have taught the world so much about love and how to love. You saw John Coltrane's love supreme in that church service. You saw the love of the children on Marvin Gaye's What's Going On and Toni Morrison's Beloved. You saw Mama raising in the sun of Lorraine Hansberry. White America ought to give black people a standing ovation that after 400 years of being terrorized, we refuse to create a black version of the Ku Klux Klan. After 400 years of being traumatized, we want to dish out healers. That's Frederick Douglass. That's Martin King. That's Curtis Mayfield. That's Fannie Lou Hamer. What is it about these black people? so thoroughly subjugated, but want freedom for everybody. That's a grand gift to the world, right in the bowels at the center of an American empire that is enslaved, Jim Crow, Jane Crow, lynched them, still dishing out these love warriors. That's what I saw in the Floyd family, and I was buoyed up. It reminded me of the West family, reminded me of Irene and Cliff, and Cliff and Cynthia and Cheryl. That's where we come from, Shiloh Baptist Church. You can put us down, but you're not gonna put us down in such a way that we gonna hate you because you become the point of reference. No, we're going to put a smile on Larsenia's face. That's his mama. That's where he is right now. Mm. He's lying right next to Sister Larsenia, who, 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 whose way of engaging the world was embracing it with all the love. Now, I'm not saying we don't have black thugs and gangsters. I'm talking about the best of our tradition. Because brother, 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 if we had created a black version of the Ku Klux Klan had been a civil war every generation with terrorist cells in every hood. And that's what Brother Trump needs to understand. Yeah, so it's uh, easy to love uh, family, uh, easy to love people like us, like me, uh, but we are asked to expand that circle of love, to move into that love that has no boundary, has no um, 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 limits. And that can be hard, that can be sacrificial, that can be painful, that uh, when we move into that love of uh, lament and love that causes us to take part in social justice movements that love that asks us to love uh, those who oppress uh, that love that asks us to love those that hate that's hard that's very hard and why we ask god's spirit to come and help us in that to help us 
understand that, to help us in that process of uh, becoming so that uh, God's kingdom uh, can take root here amongst us, God's kingdom uh, that stands beside those who suffer, that shouts the cause of those who seek justice.